0: Tom did did such an incredible job and since I'd taken some of the time I was like, dude, we gotta have you come back and uh, cover the power of atmosphere and what he taught him was so powerful I mean, people were writing, taking notes like crazy and so you wanna get something to write on something to write with, I promise you my friend, if you learn the principles that he's gonna teach you today the power of setting atmosphere uh, Tom, can you hear me, It's time for you to stop being a a thermometer and be a
1: thermostat. So Tom,
0: do what you do best, man. Empower God's people.
1: You bet. Well, I'm excited to be here, and uh, today I want to talk about atmosphere. Uh, but first, what I want to want to want to ask a question is, you know, here's a question: Where and and uh, Dr. Breakthrough, I know you like words, so you're gonna like this one. Now, uh, where do good habits live? And here's the answer: Habits. Inhabit habitats. So there you go. I use the word habit. <laughs> Habits inhabit habitats. That'll get me excited, man. So, what's a habitat? You know, in 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 the world, when we talk about animals and God's creation, uh, they were created for a habitat. They were they were specially designed and engineered to live in a place that that benefited them. That they could that they could grow in and 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 mature and create and do all the things. And so I want to tell everybody here today that you have a special power and that power is, is you can create your own habitat. And the key to that is atmosphere and atmosphere is a powerful, powerful thing. And you have the superpower inside of you to take atmosphere wherever you go. A lot of people talk about culture or they talk about environment, you know, and those are good words, but they just don't do it justice. What we've got to do is we got to go into the spiritual. We've got to go one step further and think about atmosphere. Uh, just in my own experience, I've I've spoken all over the world. I've, you know, I've been in manufacturing facilities where there's sawdust on the ground and people are sweating and it's dirty and it's hot and the atmosphere is unbelievable because they love each other and they've got each other's back and they're eating lunch together they're doing life together and they're you know they're going on vacation together and so the atmosphere isn't dependent upon the environment right it's not the it's not the stuff on the wall or the furniture in the room i've been in singapore on the 70th floor of a billion dollar bank building doing training and the atmosphere was dead i mean all these people with all this stuff going on and there was no life in the room. So what's the difference? The difference is atmosphere. The difference is what is it that you bring to the table? And so when you walk into a room, I I actually say there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the kind of people that life happens to, and then there's like Dr. Breakthrough, the kind of people that happen to life, right? What we got to do is we got to make in our mind this mindset that we're going to go out and we're going to happen to life. We're going to, create the atmosphere. We're going to bring the atmosphere wherever we go. And so what I want to do today is I want to give you the four keys, the four words that I use to define atmosphere, to create atmosphere to really take it forward. So here they are. I'm going to give them to you up front and then we'll break it down. So the the words around atmosphere are this. We got to choose it, we got to change it, we got to create it. And we gotta cultivate it. But those are the four words. So choose it, change it, create it, and cultivate it. So I explain what it is. It's it's that it's it's that spiritual uh, thing that you take with you wherever you go. I you know, there's some people, dad used to say this, you know, some people would can brighten up a room just by leaving it. And we all know what kind of person that is, right? That's that's that that negative Uh, Ned, that that person who's just got that cloud around them, that's not the atmosphere we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who is positively contagious. They walk in the spirit of God's with them. They are just somebody you want to hang around. It's almost like your energy goes up just by having them in the same atmosphere as you. And so let's talk about choosing the atmosphere because that's the first place. And I want to give you a quote that I use quite often. And here it is. Uh, This will illustrate it. A tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness. Let me say that again. A tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness. And so I want you to envision right now just a quick metaphor, your own tree, your tree of life. What is the fruit that you want on your tree? When people come to you and they see you, what's the fruit that they want to see? Now, I'm going to give you, you've got to take your own notes. You've got to figure out your own fruit, but I'll just give you some good ideas here. You know what? I want a good reputation. I want the fruit of reputation. I want the fruit of good relationships. I want the fruit of good physical health. And you know what? I want some, I want some dollar signs on my fruit, right? I want some prosperity. I want some blessings why do i want blessings so that i can bless others so that i can walk forward knowing that i can help those in need i want to have happiness and i'll be i'll be honest with you i want a vacation home you know i want to be able to travel a little bit these are some of the fruits that i want and so i encourage you as you think about the atmosphere that you want i want you to choose the fruits that you want in your life and the reason this is important is because the fruit doesn't happen by accident, right? The fruit needs to be nourished. And so what nourishes the fruit? Well, the roots do. And at Ziggler, we've been teaching for five decades that there are five, or I'm sorry, there are seven roots that we've gotta nourish. So I want you to think of a tree, you've written your fruits on the top of the tree, so, so what are the roots that are gonna nourish those? Here are the seven roots that we always talk about. There's the mental, which is the mindset, right? It's our belief, it's our attitude, it's it's what we think about the world. Then there's the spiritual root. This is our character and our integrity, our faith, our kindness, our, our love, all the fruits of the, you know, when we talk about biblically, the fruits of the spirit, this is the root, the spiritual root that really nourishes that. So what do we believe in spiritually? And then there's the physical, and the physical is our health, right? It's our ability to carry out what we want in life. The, the physical route depends on how much we sleep, what we eat, how much movement we get, how we handle stress, those kind of things. The fourth route is family. Gosh, we've got to be an influence, an example in our family. We've got to do the things for our family that are going to allow us to, to be that leader, to be that example that creates the legacy that we all want. And then after, after the family route is the, is what we call the financial route. And this is our stewardship. This is how we handle money. This is how we expect money. These are the decisions we make around money. Uh, we, we, we delay gratification because we know that there are bigger things in store. And when we have this ability to understand how money works, it allows us to dream and dreaming is a big part of the financial route. And then the the next route, the sixth route, is the personal route. And then this one is what are what brings us energy? What are the what are the the goals that we have in our life? What is it that makes us uniquely us? That if we understand who we are, how God created us, how we're going to go to that next level. And finally, there's the seventh route, which is career. And I, when I think of career, I want you to think of economic engine. It's like your it's like your rocket engine that allows you to create. Income or wealth and you know, you could work for someone you could own your own business. You can be a coach You could be an investor. There's so many ways to do that So let's go back to the foundation a tree's fruitfulness Depends on its rootfulness, so how are we nourishing? Those seven roots well, I'll give you the answer the answer is this We've got to create habits in each one of those roots, that automatically produce the fruit. And I'll just give you an example. If our if our fruit that we want to have is is great relationships, which of the roots do we have to create good habits in? Well, obviously mindset, because if we don't have the right attitude, the right mindset, the right belief, it's going to be difficult to have good relationships. Oh, what about the spiritual root? absolutely can you have a good relationship without trust without integrity without the character qualities that we've got to develop no you can't so we've got to develop that what about the physical root hey if we're going to have good relationships in life we've got to take care of our physical health otherwise we're not going to have the energy and the capacity to help others and make a difference in their lives so you can see you can see where we're going here we've got to create habits in each of these roots so that the fruit becomes Automatic, just about every good fruit needs multiple habits and multiple roots and just remember this that good habits nourish your roots, and all a good habit is is a good choice made over and over again. The second one, okay, so that was choose it so if so if if we want to create the atmosphere in our life, first we've got to have a very clear picture. Of the atmosphere that we want and what do we want we want an atmosphere that good fruits live in that's the habitat right that's the atmosphere so number two is we got to change it so here's the reality we're going to go through life and we're going to get knocked down it's life is tough and things aren't going to go our way every day and and what we'd hoped would happen sometimes doesn't happen we're going to have to overcome obstacles and barriers there could be relationships that break down or illness There's all kinds of things that can go on, but here is a superpower. We can change the atmosphere wherever we go, but until we know the atmosphere we want, it's hard to change it. And so what do I love? I love an optimistic, positive, uh, life-giving atmosphere, a atmosphere filled with hope and encouragement. So I'm gonna tell you about a, a trip that I took last year, January 3rd, 2019. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I got done speaking i was coming back to dallas and my plane had to connect from from uh, grand rapids to chicago to dallas the direct flight left at three o'clock from grand rapids to to dallas but i wasn't going to get to the airport until three o'clock so i couldn't make that flight well i get to the airport at three i go to my gate and i look up and oh my goodness the direct flight from grand rapids to dallas was delayed which meant that i had a chance to get on that flight so i put on the big ziggler smile i mean i went up to the front where the gate agent is and i said hey it's a great day isn't it and they said absolutely and i said i got a question for you that plane that you're that you're starting to board right now that's going nonstop from here to dallas are there any seats on it and the gate agent said oh yeah there's a lot of seats and i said fantastic because i want to get on that plane So the gate agent said, "Let me see your itinerary." I handed her the itinerary. She starts mashing buttons, and her smile went to a frown in 30 seconds flat. And she looked at me and she said, "Well, you're you're flying on the next flight out, going through Chicago to Dallas. I can't change the flight for you. You've got to call the help desk." Oh, I wasn't very happy about that. So I get on the phone. I call the help desk, and then those. Those words that we just love, no, I'm just kidding, those words that we always anticipate that we don't want to hear came on. They said this, due to unusual call volume, the average wait time before you can talk to a customer service representative is 25 minutes. (laughs) So there I am in the airport, they're boarding my plane that I'm trying to get on and I'm gonna be on hold for probably 20 or 30 minutes and lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, the plane door closes, I don't make the flight. So there I am, I've got a choice. I can have a pin party right there in the airport, in Grand Rapids, or I can change the atmosphere. So I have a secret, whenever I travel, I travel with uh, $5 Starbucks cards and a little quote book. And so what I do is I get these little uh, Starbucks cards, I put them inside this little quote book, it's just a little pamphlet, it's got all the Zig Ziglar quotes in it. And I give one of those Starbucks cards and quote books to each person in the flight crew. And I do it because I'm going to change the atmosphere. So I I get on the plane, the the two flight attendants are at the front of the plane, and I ask them a question. I said, Hey, can I ask you a question? And they look at me with concern because, uh oh, this guy's got a question right out of the gate. And that usually doesn't mean good stuff. And they said, Sure, what's your question? I could see the look of concern in their face. And I said, Hey, do you like Starbucks? And they looked at me and they're like, yeah, we love Starbucks. And so I handed them each a $5 Starbucks card, a little book of quotes and the smile just lit up the room. They said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then I said, look, here are two more and I want you to give them to the pilots. How many more flight crew do you have? And I said, Oh, we've got one more in the back. And I said, I'm going to give them one too. And then they said, why do you do this? And I said, look, Here's the reality, when the plane breaks or the weather's bad, you get all the credit. You had nothing to do with it. But when things go smooth and you do a great job, nobody says thank you. This is my way of saying thank you in advance because I appreciate what you do. Oh, their smiles were beaming and before we before I got off the plane, I had selfies with them. I had pictures with the pilots. They gave me some free food. I mean, stuff that I'm not expecting, right? I'm just trying to change the atmosphere. But I want you to think about this. Because I made the decision to change the atmosphere, my trip home was fun. And the reality was I was getting home four and a half hours later, whether my whether my attitude was good or bad. So I fly to, from Grand Rapids to Chicago. I get off the plane. I get on the other plane, Chicago to Dallas. I do the same thing. We change the atmosphere. 30 minutes into the flight, One of the flight attendants comes to me, and she kind of stoops over, and she says, hey, that was really nice, giving us the Starbucks card and the quote book. And I said, oh, my pleasure. And then she said, that's something my brother would have done. He just passed away. And I sat there, and I realized, okay, that's why I didn't get on the earlier plane. I needed to have this conversation with this flight attendant. And so I want to I want to propose to you that when you go out to create the atmosphere, when you look at the spiritual power that you have to influence everybody around you and you go with the good word of hope and encouragement to make a difference, God is going to position you to impact people along the way, people you've never met, people who you might do life with, you have friendships with. And so when we think of the atmosphere, we choose the atmosphere we want, and then wherever we go, we're prepared to change it and bring our atmosphere into the room. Number three is create it. And create it is awesome. I mean, this is when we get nitty gritty. This is when we start thinking about, okay, that's the atmosphere I want. I'm going to change the atmosphere wherever I can, but in my own life, in my own work, in my own business, in my own house, I'm going to create the atmosphere. And so I'm going to give you a real simple example. Uh, one of our guys, his name is Matt McKinley. He's a business owner out in East Texas. And, uh, he's got about 22 people working for him. I went out to visit his place and uh, a few years ago and it was doing awesome. And then a year and a half later I went out and it had grown. I mean, it had grown like 30% and he had all this inventory. They they sell high end horse trailers and everybody's buzzing and running around. And Matt says to me, he says, Tom, I want to show you something. And so he opens up this uh, whiteboard, you know, it's one of those whiteboards you see in offices and it's closed and he opens it up and on the inside of it is all of his team members names, all 22 of them. They've got their goals written down and you know how they're doing and all that kind of good stuff. But in the middle of it was a picture and the picture was of of a bicycle and the bicycle had two wheels on it and the back wheel was the Ziegler Wheel of Life. And so for those of you who haven't heard of the Ziegler Wheel of Life, what we do is we have this little assessment on the seven roots, the seven spokes of the wheel that I talked about earlier, the mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. And what we do is we ask people to do a self-assessment on it and rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 on the 10 questions that we ask around each one. So you know, like on physical, I'll just give you an example. We talk about your appearance and your your physical health and how much sleep you're getting and those kind of things. And so people rate themselves on a scale of one to ten. So a perfect score would be a hundred. You take that 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 score, you divide by ten, so you would get a ten out of ten there. But most people, when they do this, they end up with fours and fives and sixes and sevens because you just add it up anyway. Hard to explain on the phone call, but this is what he did. He said, Tom, look at this. And what he had done is he had had each person on his team fill out the wheel of life anonymously and turn it back into him. So all 22 people filled out the wheel. So he, so he took all their numbers, right for mental and he added them all up and then he divided by 22 because that's how many people were on his team. And he discovered that the average mental state of his team was about a 5.2. And then he did the spiritual and he did the same thing and he did the physical and he did the same thing. And so right there on the board was his company's wheel of life. And then he said, Tom, I sat down with my team and I said, look, my job as the owner, my job as the leader, is to help everybody here improve because if we get that wheel of life right we don't have any problem winning in business so I want you to think about that here's a business owner who said this you're important to me I want to know how you're doing mentally spiritually physically in your family in your personal life in your financial life in your business life. I want to know how you're doing on this scale and and it's gonna be anonymous, right? Because we're gonna work on it together as a team, as a family, as a company. And my job is this, to help you grow in each of those areas because I know that if your mental life is strong, your spiritual life is strong, your physical health is good, your family life is good, your, your financial life is good, your personal life is good, that we're not gonna have any trouble here at our business. And I looked at him and I said, Matt, Man, that's amazing. And then he smiled, and we were sitting in his office, and I was looking at him, and he was looking at me, and behind me was all of his employees out there working on the on the floor. And he looked at me, and he said, Tom, when I got this right, and he pointed to his heart, he said, when I got my heart right, I got that right. And so he then he pointed to his team. And so this is what I want to tell you. When we choose the atmosphere for ourselves, right, the fruit that we want to have, and we go to work to build on our own atmosphere so we can create the fruits. When we start working on the habits that automatically produce the fruit in our own personal life, that's really getting our heart right. And when we get our heart right, then we can go out and create the atmosphere for those we do life with, for those we work with. So that's the third step. So remember, it's choose it change it create it and the last one is cultivate it because here's the reality man life changes every day things come up it doesn't matter who you are or where you are or what you're doing it's going to be a little bit different tomorrow than it is today but we got to cultivate it every single day what does cultivation mean? it means we got to fertilize it we got to continue the right input we got to grow on a daily basis. We got to seek out truth and wisdom and associate with the right kind of people, get a coach or a mentor. We got to, we got to find people who are already where we want to be and find out how they got there. And then we got to do different things on a daily basis to get different results. So we got to cultivate it. We got to choose the right input. And that means that we also might have to guard our hearts and our minds against the wrong input. Cultivation means we got to do some weeding every now and then we got to, take an honest assessment of some habits that we might have developed that are keeping us from where we want to go. So when we choose the right input and then we cultivate the the right area, right? We weed it and we, we water it and we fertilize it, the the tree grows, but it's a never ending growth, right? It's a never ending attention. So that's it. You guys, we, we all, every single one of us, we got a, we got a choice today. Are we going to happen to life? or are we going to like let life happen to us and here's what i want to tell you if you make a commitment to create the atmosphere choose the atmosphere change the atmosphere cultivate the atmosphere wherever you go life is going to be a lot more fun so there you go there's a little teaching on atmosphere remember a tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness and when you use the power of atmosphere, it will change your life. All right, wow.
0: <laughs> man, oh man, oh man, that's incredible. And and so in essence, what I heard you saying is your attitude also affects the atmosphere, but you want to step beyond and you actually gave us four powerful things that we can do about that so I hope everyone under the sound that's live on this call, and if you're not live, if you hear the recording, that you will, you know, I like to say note takers are money makers, but action takers are bigger money makers. So it's good to take notes. And I've got all the four things written down, then the seven things, the seven roots, but it's more important to take action on the notes that you took. And so we trust that's what you do. Um, You know, the Bible says the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So so whereas other folks were blessed, others weren't. And the only difference was some just heard it, but others applied it. And so you, I, I applaud you for hearing it. Now let's heed it, let's apply it, and guess what? You get to see incredible benefits, but not just that. You get to be an atmosphere changer, uh, atmosphere creator, atmosphere cultivator, atmosphere changer, uh, and uh, you get to choose it. And so thank you very much, Tom. This is uh, very powerful. And folks, do you see now why after hearing him, I was like, bro, you got to come back (laughs) and and cover that. So this could, see, see, you don't understand it, but I often say it takes one person, one decision or one action to change your life forever. You are that person, you must decide. And you must take action. And Thomas just armed you with things today that you can change the the rest of your life. Listen, you can change today and you can change every day hereafter. You can change the rest of your life because he just gave you something very profound and yet very simple that you can utilize.